Hello, welcome to Prince Track by Track. I am your host, Darren, and today we're going to be talking about Lemon Crush from Batman. Recorded in February 1989 at Paisley Park and released on the 20th of June 1989. On the track, it is just Prince by himself. Uh, the track is 4 minutes and 15, and joining me to talk about this is John Park. Hello, John. Hello, very happy to be here. First of all, I have no idea what the genre for this song is. <laughs> you could <laughs> say that say about that. a lot of Prince tracks, to be fair. But, I mean, on this particular occasion, obviously, you know, uh, we all know how experimental he gets on the final track, you know, and I feel like Arms of Orion is kind of obviously a ballad. <laughs> Um, you know but I think there's a lot of tracks on this album where you kind of I mean I feel like there's a dance influence here Mm. the track certainly has kind of like a a pulse in it so I mean I would I would kind of feel comfortable saying it's it's a dance track you can certainly dance to that bass line because that that is phenomenal it's very simple but very effective it gets you sort of bopping I I think it's one it's like um, there is I don't know if you've seen this on YouTube uh, you know being a host of a a Batman related podcast (laughs) but there is there is this footage it's only about 40 seconds long but it's prince playing along to the bass of i think party man ah yes you know yes. you know you know like the middle part that ding, 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 that part yeah and it's just literally him in the studio with his his um his kind of weirdly shaped bass and you just see him kind of really hitting the bass hard <laughs> and playing that kind of like bass line and i don't think he's recording it he's just kind of like you know practicing it and i don't even know where this footage came from um, but yeah, I think on this album there's a lot because Prince is essentially his a one man band. Um, there, there's kind of a tendency for Prince when he's recording stuff by himself, and this kind of came out on Sign of the Times as well. He will kind of emphasize instruments because he's the one playing them. So, so <laughs> fair enough. Uh, you know, so he obviously he feels like he's you know a funky bass player. So he's gonna so he's gonna really push that bass kind of to the fore on certain tracks. Um, and the, you know you kind of get this with some of those tracks on Sign of the Times where he he had the Fairlight and he would like program the drums, mm. and particularly the title track of that. You know everyone kind of knows that that drum thing, and that's Prince kind of playing this drum track on the Fairlight sampler, and you know it's really prominent because it's Prince, you know, and he obviously is like I'm I'm the drummer, so I'm gonna I'm gonna play this really prominently, <laughs> and I think that's the same with the bassline in this. It's like this is Prince sitting there in the studio with his bass, and he's like yeah. This is a really good bass line. I think let's push it up a little bit so everyone can hear how good I am on the bass. That's exactly what I would do if I was Prince. Fair enough. <laughs> and the only other people he's competing with in the band are himself. So, <laughs> But there is kind of, um, like I said, there is kind of like a dance feel. You know, the bass is very kind of pushed up, uh, which at the time, you know, kind of in the late 80s, there was a kind of, um, you know, the kind of uh, the kind of Chicago dance stuff, which had that kind of like, you know, a lot of kind of uh, bass in it anyway. So... Um, I don't know if there's kind of like an instrument that kind of um, influence coming from there, mm. um, you know. So maybe maybe he's been listening to some kind of like dance tracks and he thought, well, they sound very bassy, so I'll, I'll go with that. Although for a uh, for a dance track though, um, you know, feel free to stop me if you want to bring this up later. Is it true I was reading that Prince never played this live? Because that would be a real yeah. shame. Because you could, you know, you could get an audience groove into this. Yeah. Now this is one of the, there's a, there's like a, a few songs, um, you know, in the eighties that Prince never performed live. There's a few on Batman that he never performed live. Yeah. The Future and um, Lemon Crush um, and also obviously Trust Party Man. These were songs recorded for this album. Um, you know, whereas it, the the kind of previous few Prince projects, um, certainly like Sign of the Times and and. Um, and love sexy there were a lot of songs that were holdovers from previous projects you know oh, yeah, um, there's yeah. tracks there's tracks on love sexy that date back to 1982 um you know so this is kind of the very rare time where prince is actually recording songs 
for the for the thing that's in front of him rather than taking stuff out of the vault and kind of re-recording them. Well, that's what, um, though, confuses me when he, well, as you say, he essentially gave them the rights to the songs because yeah. when you actually listen to the songs, they all sound like Prince songs. Like he's made little, <laughs> if any, concessions to the Bat brand. You know, he's stuck to his Prince yeah. winning formula. Um, so like more than half of this album was was brand new tracks that he was doing for for the film um but yeah like i say you know there's kind of um in anna waiting he mentions gotham mm. but you know obviously aside from like bat dance he doesn't really ever kind of talk about batman and and the joker like those, those aren't <laughs> names that he puts into the song well, that's that's something um, that always gets me as well because obviously he's reworked even the ones he had demos of and things, he's reworked them to make them fit Batman, supposedly. Yeah. Because all of the lyrics are attributed to Batman characters on the on the vinyl, at yeah. least, which I've, I've got here. Like, this, this yeah. song in particular is meant to be sung by Vicky Vale, which yes. yeah. just confuses me no end, because none of these sound <laughs> like they have anything to do with Batman, pretty much. This, this kind of story that went about that kind of promoted this album was that the first song that Prince learned was the 1966 Batman theme on the piano when he was a child. Ah. That was how it was kind of sold that he was a, uh, you know, a Batman fan. And then from there in interviews, you know, Prince rarely kind of did interviews anyway in the 80s. Um, he would mention that he had read the Batman comics when he was a kid. But it was never like he was saying, "Oh, you know, I've I've got all the Batman comics like now." <laughs> you know, he's he he was he was wealthy enough. I, I would have thought at this point that he could have just bought the entire Batman kind of back catalog and just kind of kept it at Paisley Park if he needed. Yeah, in one swoop. Yeah, but you know, there was there was never. I mean, that's something obviously that these days with modern day kind of like comic book films, you have whoever is whoever is playing the lead character has always been a fan of that comic. Um, it's kind of almost like a cliche, isn't it? Where people are like, yeah, you know, like Chris Evans is like, oh yeah, I've always loved the Fantastic Four, you know, and I've always dreamed of being the Human Torch, and then he's like, oh yeah, I've always loved Captain America, I've always dreamed of being Captain America, like, <laughs> it, it's always like that's uh, to me, it's always kind of comical. If you pardon the pun, that is a terrible. Oh, no. that the, the these actors always talk in this way of like, yeah, this is the character I've always wanted to play. Something that I don't think Michael Keaton ever really did, like. He kind of seemed very reluctant to be in Batman anyway. Uh, and there was certainly none of that kind of like, oh, make sure you tell everyone you read these comics as a child. And obviously that's... that's Even if Warner Brothers had said that to Prince as like something he had to say, you know, he, he wouldn't have really kind of listened to what Warner Brothers wanted him to do. It was never something... Oh, God, no. You know, <laughs> so, uh, I, you know, but I think it's interesting that he at least kind of, you know, he attributes songs to the characters... Uh, like you say, this one is meant to be Vicky Vale. Some of the songs have like a sample of at least the character who's meant to be singing the song to kind of kick them off. Uh, whereas this doesn't really, it doesn't have, like if it started off with Kim Basinger saying anything at the start, you could at least go, oh, this is meant to be Vicky Vale who's singing this song now. <laughs> but they don't even, Prince doesn't even kind of give that concession on this one. He's just like, you know. It's it's a song where people say the words "lemon crush" over and over and over again. Yeah, <laughs> so can, can I ask you a question? This this may come up when, once we dig into the lyrics here. But what exactly is a is lemon crush? What's he talking about? Because I always assumed it was some kind of weird Prince World metaphor for either 
either an orgasm or, or he's talking about <laughs> like crush, crushing on a hot blonde or something. I also saw somebody online suggesting that it also could mean bittersweet, which kind of works as well. If you put that in place of lemon crush. Yeah. It does kind of make sense. Well, I was going to say, like, the only thing that I could find, and this, you know, this is on, um, you know, Prince forums, so, you know, take it with a pinch of salt, maybe. Um, but uh, there is there is a, a, a thinking that um, it may be a crush on a lesbian, oh. and that's why it's bittersweet, because obviously it's never, the crush is never going to be requited. You know, that's maybe when Prince was kind of demoing this song, um, that's kind of the idea that he was maybe going for, that, you know, Batman has a crush on someone who can never kind of reciprocate yeah and that's you know what the lemon crush is but then it's meant to be sung from vicky vale's point of view so that makes absolutely no sense at all (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh, i think him uh, attributing it to vicky vale was just something last minute like yeah yeah put that there (laughs) (laughs) yeah but also i mean to me whenever i hear it i just think of like a uh like a lemon slushy that's what i think of exactly yeah Yeah. that's what i always have in my mind (laughs) yeah so i i mean you know, with Prince, sometimes he'll kind of come up with a phrase and you'll think, oh, there's got to be some kind of deeper meaning. No, he just likes he just likes those words. And so, so that's just all the <laughs> lyrics are. It opens with this kind of, um, you know, the, something that is kind of um, common with Prince, when certainly when he's solo, um, is the kind of quadruple tracking of Prince's voice, um, where he starts by saying, ready for the crush. Um, and you've got all these princes telling you that, and then we get the kind of beat kind of kicking in. And, you know, I'll say this, it's kind of a a relentless beat throughout the song. Mm. You know, this kind of, it almost sounds, it sounds a little bit like the kind of, if you you can recall the kind of start beat from Bat Dance, the kind of first bit, uh, just before all the kind of, the kind of get the funk out stuff starts, that kind of, uh, that kind of drum sample almost. Um, yeah, I can hear that definitely. There was a there was a point in the late eighties where Prince, um, as mentioned, he he started using the Fairlight CM3 sampler, and that allows you. It has like a keyboard interface, and it allows you to sample, you know, a sound and then just play it a different, um, you know, kind of assign different parts of say a drum kit to a keyboard, and then play mm. them, you know, as if you are drumming. And that sounds like what the Prince is using here is is it doesn't feel like real drums. It feels like kind of sampled drums. Um, that kind of making up this beat. I just, I just love to imagine Prince sitting in a studio, just like kind of tapping on the keys to do the, the drum beat, I <laughs> programming mean, it all. Yeah, that's kind of like that's kind of like what I imagine is obviously the fair. Like you could, you could play the drum beat once and just then it would sample it and it would just keep repeating. So you didn't have to keep playing it for the whole song. But I just like to imagine Prince just two fingers just kind of tapping away, kind of keeping this beat going for the entire song. To be honest, I like to imagine him just sat down watching Batman. <laughs> <laughs> that, would have, that would have been a fantastic thing to see. Oh, that would have been just him watching like the the first kind of the rushes of Batman and just seeing all these these things and being like, yeah, I'll sample that and I'll sample that and I'll stick it in this collage that will play at the end of the album. Um, and I imagine someone at Warner Brothers going, um, what is it the Prince is doing with all these samples again? And just kind of being like, um, you know, um, and then kind of hearing this song and being like, all it takes is a little bitty. Um, What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, all it takes is a little bitty of your ooh, pretty, pretty. 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 <laughs> That's, uh, and he's doing it in that sort of slightly deeper kind of Prince voice, isn't he? This is a song where here in the title you might think, oh, this is going to be like falsetto. Um, but no, he's, you know, he's, he's he, I mean, at this point in his career, he'd mostly moved into that lower range anyway. Um, so, yeah. But I mean, you know, the, the kind of, the, we get this this repetition of, um, I'd say this is the chorus, the kind of every time you kiss me, lemon crush. And I love this line. 
Nay, I can't resist thee. <laughs> Lemon Crush. My favourite bit. I've bold and underlined that. <laughs> Every time you do me such a rush, so that's a nice little variation, ooh, it goes right through me. Lemon Crush. That's where I think he's talking about the drink. You know, if you drink, if you've ever drunk a slushy, you know that it, it gives you a headache. Um, and then obviously it goes straight through you. So Well, maybe, maybe like this blonde that I'm hypothesising that he's into, you know, goes <laughs> yeah. right through him, just, just like that drink. I like the kind of the rhyme, like we said, with the bitty pretty, uh, and he says, I'm in the wildest city. So, I mean, maybe that's Gotham. I mean, um, you could interpret <laughs> sort it. Sort of, like I guess. Yeah, and he says, um, you know, I'm ready for the crush. That's kind of like the, the kind of, you know, other than the chorus having Lemon Crush over and over again, that's the kind of the thing that he returns to in the song a lot is the I'm ready for the crush. Um, and he emphasises it like that as well. I mean, I, I don't I don't know who this person is, but we get this weird thing from Prince where he says, if I'm working at my jobber, I'm the victim, you're the robber. No matter how much I try to stop her, I can't help thinking about you. Lemon Crush, <laughs> I'm ready for the crush. I, sometimes Prince... Um, kind of has a song that tells a coherent story let's say like um, you know starfish and coffee Um, and other times he just has nonsense lyrics that really don't mean anything (laughs) but I don't know they still sound really fun they kind of make sense on their own but then when you you group them together it's like I can't really follow what's the story here what's going on (laughs) Uh, he's the victor you're the you're you're the you're the robber apparently um, okay okay it's a, amazing work to make all of this rhyme as well by the way <laughs> and there is a lo- i mean something i haven't mentioned up to this point but there is like a sample of kim basinger in the song actually but she just does this kind of moan <laughs> and it just keeps kind of popping up here and there you'll just hear this moan kind of at the end of a line sometimes um when he says lemon crush so i guess that's meant to be vicky vale i don't know it's it's, it's kind of weird but um that the kind of the sample of uh of her moan Prince actually used in other songs after this album anyway so and obviously you know there was a story at the time that he was dating Kim Basinger um, certainly by the time this album came out I don't know if he was actually dating her when you know it was being recorded but because um, I think they met for the first time at the premiere I believe so yeah. yeah so and he did want her to be the lead of Graffiti Bridge which is obviously um, as we'll get to once we get to that album clearly did not happen <laughs> so i think because she read the script i think was the, the stumbling point um and ran far away yeah um so yeah and then we kind of get this kind of this breakdown where we've got you know um prince saying i'm running out of things to call your lemon crush <laughs> and i uh, don't want to do it without your lemon crush and uh, ain't no doubt about your lemon crush. I guess this is where people might kind of take it as a sexual thing. Uh, with Prince, people usually do yeah, take it as a sexual yeah, thing. Yeah, pretty much always. Yeah, and he says, I want to scream and shout your lemon crush. And I said, let's scream and shout your lemon crush. And then you kind of get crush repeated over and over again. Kind of almost sampled there. Um, although, I mean, at this point, sometimes Prince would sample stuff. And sometimes he would like just kind of sing it over and over again. Because he's Prince and, you know, he doesn't need to sample himself. Well, this this whole song... To be honest, which I imagine probably sums up not just the album, but a lot of the this era, shall we say? Yeah, it's very busy. Like there's a, there's a lot going on, just random sounds. Yeah, like, there'll be just a, a blast of guitar for a couple of seconds, and then some ele- electronics will come in, and it's all over the place, isn't it? And then there's a sample. And like I mean, the way I'm describing this kind of this, the kind of the lyrics you really have to work to kind of keep track of what's going on because there's a lot of stuff. Yeah, it is busy. That would be the best way to describe it. There is a lot of stuff going on. Once, you know, you have this kind of simple beat that Prince kind of sticks to for the whole song and you have these samples coming in there. But yeah, there is little bits of instrumentation here and there. Um, you know, the odd kind of blast of guitar. 
Um, and you know, at a certain point, Prince, when he says, "I'm I'm running out of things to call y'all," which is what he says, um, I just lo- I just love that again, kind of the the seeping in of the Minnesota nice, um, you know. And we kind of finish with a couple of repetitions of the chorus, and then everything kind of it gets less busy towards the end. Stuff kind of drop out, and then we just finish with "Ready for the Crush," and that's kind of the end, um, you know. And and obviously, if you're listening to the album. Uh, then you kind of get the the chimes of scandalous kind of coming in. Um, oh, another good one. Yeah, which and the thing is as well is it's a nice contrast to kind of that kind of Prince finishing with "Ready for the Crush" and then you just kind of get this nice slow ballad kind of gradually coming in. Well, I I know it might be slightly not controversial, but it's not everybody's opinion. But I, I like every single track on this album. I think they're all <laughs> they're all winners, and that's not just because I like the movie yeah. and I host a podcast. They're all brilliant. They're all addictive. I play them all the time, and not just because they make me think of Batman. Yeah, I think they're not my absolute favorite Prince tracks, but they're they're up there with them. I would put them in the in the running. I mean, I, the thing is, um, I'm trying to think of. I, I don't think I can actually recall a point where Lemon Crush is in the film because I don't think it is in the film. I'm, I'm taxing, you're taxing me here. Yeah. I'm having to think on the spot. It, it probably plays for half a second in the background once. That tends to be what most of them do. I mean, obviously, you know, Trust and Party Man have the kind of big featured parts, don't they? And the future yeah, is yeah. kind of very briefly heard in the background at the very start when they go in, where the, yeah, the family yeah. who aren't the Waynes get mugged. Always forget that's not the Waynes. Yeah. Every time I watch it. Yeah. <laughs> but you hear just a little kind of whisper of, I've seen the future and it should be. And that just kind of drifts in the air and then they, they're in the alley and that's the end of that. Yeah, that's it. You never hear it again, which is no. a real shame because that's another great track. But yeah, and, uh, you know, Scandalous obviously plays over the end credits. And I I, I mean, you know, I'm sure I'll say this in, in that episode uh, tomorrow, but it feels to me like that should have been the end of the album because it's the end of the film. Uh, but then obviously we get, you know, we finish Scandalous and then suddenly Jack Nicholson is yelling at us for some reason. <laughs> um, you know, but I mean, in terms of like, um, you know, the, the the songs, I would say, you know, this easily matches for me. Uh, love sexy i mean they both have like nine songs on and i think you know if i was to go through my head and kind of figure out what marks i give to them i think batman easily is gaining as many stars as the songs on love sexy are uh, hey, and certainly that's what i want to hear and certainly i think parade i think on parade i only gave kiss five out of five everything was like a four or a three on that album and um, this you know some of those songs are only like two minutes long so we're at <laughs> least on batman prince kind of being forced by Warner Brothers to kind of deliver an album of a certain length was like, okay, these songs are going to have to last longer than like two minutes, and then they can't just cut into the next song. They have to kind of they have to kind of go to a certain point, um, hmm. you know. So, but What's yeah, it? I mean, I, I I'm not. I mean, I know a lot of people, particularly some Prince fans, they feel that this is the point where Prince kind of sold out, and they don't really enjoy this album. You know, like it's one of those things where obviously you know, Bat Dances. I wouldn't say like a a one-hit wonder, but it's kind of something mm. that is kind of not like anything Prince ever does again. Um, well, that's a good thing, though. You want to always change and evolve. Although, yeah. Bat Dance to me feels more like a B-side. Like you'd you know you'd uh, you'd flip your single over and you've got this <laughs> fun little experiment on the other side. It doesn't seem like it'd be a focus, yeah, like a main release, but. But it's Prince. He does what he wants. <laughs> Even though Prince, the, t- the connection is tenuous at best, you know, with songs, particularly like this, where it's like, this is about Vicky Vale. And you have to go, <laughs> OK, <laughs> you know, um, you know, I feel like, you know, the, the kind of Prince, at least, you know, he had enough personality as a as an artist to be able to go, look, 
you know, I have to do this because I owe Warner Brothers some money. So <laughs> here, here is what I'm going to do, and this is this is the form it's going to take. And I don't, I don't think you, you, you know, you can find another artist at the time who'd be like, you know, I mean, this, this kind of the the week before or after Bat Dance was number one, you know, on our own by Bobby Brown was number one, and obviously that's from Ghostbusters two. But you don't ever yeah. think to yourself, oh, you know, Bobby Brown did a Ghostbusters two album because he didn't. He just recorded one single, um, you know. As Cat- well, that's the thing, yeah. Prince got the balance, yeah. I think, because if it had just been songs about Batman directly about batman <laughs> we wouldn't be who'd be talking about it now except us on this podcast yeah no it, it would be it'd be like a yeah it'd be like a novelty album wouldn't it exactly exactly so he's got the right balance that keeps it fresh and relevant and interesting and exciting because if you're going to sell out do it well yeah. <laughs> you know deliver something good that people can still get into although you know obviously i think for a lot of prince fans who were there from you know from the start from like 78 to then this does kind of feel like the end of the artist that they knew you know like (laughs) they don't kind of understand what happened with you know the black album they don't really get what love sexy was about you know and Mm. the whole spooky electric thing uh you know and they they kind of then see this album they're like it's like an album for like children because it's like mm. aimed directly at the people who are going to be seeing, you know, the Batman film, which, you know, I can understand how if you're a Prince fan who's kind of, you know, let's say you were like 15, 16 when Prince kind of released his first album. By the time you get to this point, you're like kind of in your late 20s and you're like, why would I buy an album that's aimed at like 12 year old boys who love <laughs> Batman? Like, ah, but then if they read the lyrics, you know, well, some, some of yeah. these are some pretty stellar Prince lyrics in yeah. well, this one alone, you know, where we've mentioned it. Every time you do me, <laughs> you know, I, I don't think kids are going to be fully uh, grasping some of these. And then, of course, Scandalous. The, from the outside, it, it, you know, the, the album cover is just the Batman logo and it does just look like a kind of corporate sellout. Mm. But if you actually listen to the songs, like you say, you know, there's a high standard here. This is, uh, you know, uh, I think really Arms of Orion is the only one I'm not 100 percent kind of, you know, mm. yeah, keen yeah. on. But everything else is a strong four or five. And I would say this to me, I would because it's so busy, I would say four out of five. Um, you know, if if kind of Prince toned, calmed it down a little bit and kind of focused a bit more, <laughs> I would say five out of five. Because I re- I mean, as, as kind of as silly as the lyrics are, I still just love the way Prince is singing them. I think I'd go with a four, although that's part, partially including the fact that it's busy, because I quite like that eclectic, <laughs> all over the place kind of thing. I, I have a strange mind. It goes all different directions at once. So I, yeah, I like that. But there are yeah. better ones on the album. Uh, obviously, I couldn't find any cover versions of Lemon Crush. <laughs> uh, you know, Prince didn't perform it live ever, so I don't think anyone else is like, oh, do you know what? Like the, the kind of the seventh, you know, the seventh track on on Batman. That seems that's the song we should be covering. That's well, I've got to cover this one now too. Yeah, <laughs> you're just going to end up with a, a an album of of Prince covers um, and uh, some lawsuits probably on my way. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I mean, you know, it it, it is the song that kind of um, I would say this is kind of true of a lot of stuff on Batman. It kind of lives in the production. I could kind of see how you could get away with maybe covering Trust or or even Party Man, mm. but I would think everything else on this album. I mean, you wouldn't want to cover the Arms of Orion because you don't want to put your audience to sleep. <laughs> um, but I would say everything else is kind of it lives and dies in the in the kind of production that Prince has put into it. You know, particularly like Scandalous. Yeah. You know, like if anyone else is singing that, you're like, okay you know what can you do with it other than a carbon copy 
Um, whereas with yeah. this, I'm like, I don't know how you would even start to cover this song. Um, <laughs> You'd have to do a completely different thing with it, which could be a, a good thing, maybe. But yeah. yeah, someone prove us wrong. Get one of them out there. <laughs> well, I feel like we've said about as much as any person is ever going to say about the song Lemon Crush. <laughs> Um, so let's go to plugs. Yes, well, you, if you enjoy listening to me or you hate listening to me and want to torture yourself, you can find me on my podcast, Bat Minute 89, which, uh, as the name implies, we go through Tim Burton's Batman one minute at a time. Uh, but, you know, our episodes are stupidly long. We just go on and on and on. <laughs> and You'll be sick of us in the best possible way. And you can find us everywhere. You can get your podcasts and on iTunes as well, of course. Um, and we are on Facebook at the Batminute89 Listener Society and also on Twitter at Batminute89. So send us a tweet. We always love talking to everyone. And you can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track or on Twitter at Prince Podcast. Or you could email us, not sure why you would, at Prince Track by Track at gmail.com. I don't know. Email us with your covers of Lemon Crush. <laughs> um, so <laughs> uh, thanks for joining me to talk about this track, John. No, thanks for having me once again. And otherwise, I'm ready for the crush. Nobody. <laughs>